Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. In this podcast, we help believers develop spiritual discernment. I am your host, Don Simmons, author, speaker, and YouTube host of Life Journey with Don Simmons. My purpose here is to explain Satan's strategies and how his kingdom functions to better equip you in reducing conflict, chaos, and ultimately eliminate Satan's influence in your life. These are life-changing conversations. We'll get started with this week's message in just a few moments. But first I want to ask you, would you like to know more about biblical history or historic and biblical places? Visit my YouTube channel, Life Journey with Don Simmons, to watch and learn about travels in historic areas discussed in the Bible. Come with us as we explore ancient places and share cultural background and influences on early Christianity. We will take you places where Paul wrote and shared the gospel. That's Life Journey with Don Simmons on YouTube. Welcome to Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I am your host, Don Simmons, and today we are going to discuss biblical and demonic soul ties. We will explain what a soul tie is and the nature of how it is formed. We will give biblical examples of healthy soul ties and examples of demonic soul ties the Bible warns us against. In the second episode, we will continue the discussion of demonic soul ties, and we will also go through the four steps to break demonic soul ties. I do want to say up front that while this show isn't intended for children, this episode in particular has some content that children should not be exposed to. So please be aware of that before we begin. So let's get started. There are not a lot of discussions in Christian circles about soul ties. I don't know of any churches that have taught on this matter from the pulpit. If you do, I'd be interested to know about it and hear it. I think the Christians today don't talk about it because Satan doesn't want us to talk about it. If we do, he's going to lose some of his control over people. So the weirder it sounds, the less mainstream Christians will pursue it. Okay, so enough jibber-jabber. Let's get into what we mean by a soul tie and break it down biblical versus demonic. A soul tie is formed when two, but could be more, people are bonded together. There are healthy soul ties and there are unhealthy soul ties. So some are natural soul ties and some are unnatural. There are soul ties based on love and there are soul ties based on sin. So the four types that are healthy, natural, based on love, and are biblical is what we're going to go through next. So the first is through marriage. God created Eve for Adam, so it is the first biblical bond in recorded history in the book of Genesis. 
it set the example of husband and wife. Now, they weren't a great example. They sinned and caused the fall of man, and they weren't the best parents with one son killing the other, but they are where we begin. The Lord is very clear about the marriage bond or soul tie. He creates the boundary around the married couple. Paul refers to the Old Testament when he writes to the Ephesians in 531, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Note that this is a new soul tie formed as two others are broken off, leaving the father and the mother. Then Jesus also quotes the Old Testament when asked about marriage and divorce in Matthew 19, 6. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Paul then gives us an idea of how marriage should function in Ephesians 5, 28. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. Now that soul tie makes sense. It's healthy and based on love in the same way our relationship with Jesus is based on love. Sex was intended to be a gift to us as married couples. God wants us to have a healthy sex life in our marriage. He created everything about it and we should enjoy it. The second healthy soul tie is friendship. The Bible gives us one of the richest examples of friendship I have ever seen. We see it in 1 Samuel 18.1. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. David and Jonathan had an instant bond, a brotherly love that served to keep David alive. These are friendships that are unmistakable. I think these days we would joke that they were brothers from another mother. Have you had a friendship like that? When I was younger, and I mean junior high, I had a friend like that. We were instantly connected. Then one day, this boy decided he liked her and she liked him. The only problem was there was another girl that already had her eye on him. Well, Christine, that's my friend, was daunted by that. What she was daunted by were all this girl's friends who were now letting her know if they caught her alone, it was going to be a bad day. So Christine had... um, me. Since you haven't seen me, let me tell you, I am all of about 5'2". But I am 5'2 of not today, little girls, if you want my friend. So nonetheless, we knew we were slightly outnumbered just by about three to one. No biggie, but we needed a plan. Now there was no such thing as the internet back then, so Christine went to the library and checked out a book. She brought it home and showed it to me one day after school and asked if I would help her practice. I looked at the book. It was a how-to on karate with all kinds of pictures. 
Now, keep in mind, we're living in Europe, so there isn't a dojo around the corner for us. So every day we practiced at her house since her parents weren't home for a few hours. We sometimes had to stop and see if we looked like the pictures or not. Then after a few days, we honed our skills and wore our bruises in pride. But that wasn't all Christine had up her sleeve. One day she said, hey, why don't we go down to the gym and ask that guy? And I said, what guy? The guardian angel. See if he can give us some moves. Now, this guy was from New York. He was huge, and he was an actual guardian angel that did not look exactly angelic, if you understand me here. He was always in the gym lifting weights, so we knew how to find him. I wasn't crazy about approaching this guy, but we did. He gave us some good info, and from then on, he was all smiles for us and looked out for us. Super sweet guy. Christine, if you are out there somewhere, contact me. I have been looking for you for years. You have given me some funny stories to share with my kids. Okay, well, Christine and my friendship was not quite what David and Jonathan had. But what we are talking about is the type of friendship that is based on the Lord, the kind of friendship that's going to pull you aside and give you that lift up when you don't know what you need. The one that is going to be honest with you and love you through the desert. So Proverbs 18.24 says it like this. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Another well-known proverb that is applicable is Proverbs 17.17. A friend loves at all times. A third biblical soul tie is between a parent and a child. This makes sense to most of us. When we create that child, there is a necessary physical bond between the mother and the child for the nine months during pregnancy. A bond can also be created with the father. I know there are newborns that recognize their father's voice and respond. Throughout the child's life, there is a dependency on the parents. Our responsibility as parents to raise our children, teaching them responsibility, respect, and to know the Lord. In doing that, we provide a stable environment. Obviously, this is not the reality for many children or maybe even for you, but this is what the Lord's intention was for us since the beginning. Likewise, the child has a responsibility to the parent, as we see in Exodus 20. So in Exodus 20, verse 12, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the Lord, in the land the Lord is giving you. We don't talk about this in, you know, enough, nearly enough. And I see it play out in our culture in pretty evil ways. When I travel to other countries, I don't see the level of disrespect towards parents that I do here in the U.S. So the parents are responsible to teach this, and it's not happening in our country. It's sad, and it needs to change. Satan has definitely made tremendous progress in tearing apart the bonds of parents and children. This tie isn't intended to remain in place forever. Of course, we will always have a love for our children and want to support them in life. But the Bible tells us 
there is a natural progression of when the soul tie should end. So let's look at Ephesians 5.31. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. We looked at that earlier. When a parent doesn't let go of their child once they become married, it creates issues in the new marriage. I tend to see this more with mothers not letting go of their sons and accepting the new wife. The role of the wife is not respected. The Lord designed our relationships to follow order so we can have a full life. Lastly, a soul tie between Christians is biblical. This soul tie is different than a friend because this is referring to Christians as a group, the church. We are meant as the body of Christ to support each other. We can't do it on our own. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we are the help. We need to help others grow and mentor them to be strong in the Lord. Paul continually worked on developing this with all of the churches he planted and supported. It is because of his tireless effort that we have most of our New Testament. And I do think Christians as a whole don't realize how difficult it was for first century Christians to learn how to be Christ-like and the level of commitment Paul had for our benefit today. In his letter to the Ephesians, he says this, Ephesians 4.16, From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The Corinthians had to learn the same lesson because Paul shares this with them. First Corinthians twelve twenty four. but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that the parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. I think most of us will admit we could make some improvements in this arena. The church today does not function like it did in the first century. They didn't come in and sit for an hour and be done for the week. They had church, an all-day event where they were taught, they ate together. It was a true gathering together. They weren't perfect, but it was more unified than what we see, at least in the U.S. today. So that is what we needed to talk about for the healthy ties. Now we need to talk about the unhealthy ties, and this is where the conversation becomes more dark just so you are prepared. Demonic soul ties are perversions of healthy soul ties. The first one we will address are ties formed through fornication. There are several types of fornication, so we will go through each. The first is adultery or unmarried couples. The demon attached to this tie typically is lust. Ties are formed between two people that are not united in marriage, whether that is adultery or just an unmarried couple. In adultery, the marriage union is destroyed and can be extremely difficult to restore. 
Satan doesn't care if the secret of an adulterous affair is revealed. He just wants to make sure he can drag the people down. He doesn't care who he hurts by exposing it. The Bible shows us what happens when we have sex out of marriage in 1 Corinthians 6.15. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. So the sex act may be over, but the soul tie has been formed and it does not end when the sex act ends. So a second demonic soul tie is formed when there is same-sex relations. God declares same-sex relations as unnatural and it is addressed in Romans 1.24. Therefore, God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to their shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So a third demonic soul tie is when a man or a woman has sexual relations with an animal. I think most of us see the perversity of that pretty readily, but what you may not see so readily is when companionship reaches a level that is perverse. Unfortunately, there are situations where people have some unhealthy connections with their pets. I know a woman who went to a psychic to speak to her dog after it passed and believes she was able to connect with it. That is demonic behavior on many levels, and it illustrates my point that we should not be that dependent or tied to animals. Okay, our next category of demonic soul ties are evil companions. We can be influenced by who we choose as friends. 1 Corinthians 15.33 puts it this way, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I led a Bible study a number of years ago, and this topic came up. One of the men in the study asked if it was wrong for him to continue to go hang out at the bar with his friends the way he did before he was saved. He reasoned that he was now a good influence for them if they asked him questions. He tried to use Jesus as an example, that Jesus went to places where prostitutes were and helped them. We need to understand that when Jesus went where prostitutes were or any person heavily involved in sin, he didn't go there and do what they were doing to hang out with them. He went there doing what he did so they could change and become more like him. We need to be honest with ourselves about the company we keep and how it affects us in our relationship with the Lord. 
Proverbs 22.5 says this, In the paths of the wicked are snares and pitfalls, but those who would preserve their life stay far from them. Further down in verse 24.25, we read, Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. So this is where we're going to end the first of two episodes on soul ties. So let's go ahead and do our recap from episode one. And don't forget to join us for episode two, where we will continue to discuss the demonic soul ties and reveal how we can break those soul ties. So top show points for this episode. A soul tie is formed when two, but could be more, people are bonded together. There are healthy soul ties and there are unhealthy soul ties. Some are natural soul ties and some are unnatural. There are soul ties based on love and there are soul ties based on sin. There are four types of healthy, natural, based on love and biblical. The first is through marriage. God created Eve for Adam. So it is our first biblical bond in recorded history in the book of Genesis. Note that this is a new soul tie formed as two others are broken off, leaving the father and the mother. The second healthy soul tie is friendship. The Bible gives us one of the richest examples of friendship I have ever seen. David and Jonathan had an instant bond a brotherly love that served to keep David alive. These are friendships that are unmistakable. The third biblical soul tie was between a parent and a child. This makes sense to most of us. When we create that child, there is a necessary physical bond between the mother and the child for the nine months during the pregnancy. A bond can also be created with the father. And I know there are newborns that recognize their father's voice and they respond to that. And then the fourth tie is referring to Christians as a group, the church. We're meant as the body of Christ to support each other. We can't do it on our own. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we are the help. We need to help others grow and mentor them to be strong in the Lord. And we started talking about demonic soul ties, and those are perversions of healthy soul ties. The first is adultery or unmarried couples. The demon attached to this tie typically is lust. Ties are formed between two people that are not united in marriage, whether it is, you know, adultery or unmarried, as we said. A second demonic soul tie is formed when there is same-sex relations. A third demonic soul tie is formed when there is a man or a woman and they've had sexual relations with an animal. It's perverse. I don't even like to talk about it, but you know, we, we have to take it another to another place, which is referring to companionship. Some people get so attached to their animals and even to the point of having them stuffed after they pass so they can still be by them that is also a perversion. Another category of demonic soul ties are evil companions. We can be influenced by those we choose as friends, and we really just need to be honest with ourselves about the company we keep 
and how it affects us in our relationship with the Lord. If it's somebody who it's a toxic situation and it's taking us away from our relationship with the Lord, it's interfering in any way, then we need to really evaluate that, talk to the Holy Spirit and sever that relationship if that's what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. So as always, we encourage you to have an active Bible reading plan. If you want to gain wisdom and understanding, you're going to need to do this. If you want any gifts, especially spiritual discernment, which is really what we focus on in this podcast, you're going to need to read the Bible. So please don't forget, if you have some stories or things that you would like to share, please send those to contact at conqueringourunseenenemies.com. We're happy to take that. And I am hoping to put together an episode periodically that's just Q&A and or sharing some stories so that we can bring the dark out to the light. So until next time, when we do part two of Soul Ties, I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. That is all we have for this week's episode of Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. I hope you enjoyed your time with me, and I would kindly ask you to rate our show and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Conquering Our Unseen Enemies. Now, if you have a story or a question you want to share, please email me at contact at conquering our unseen enemies.com. We do not need to use your name. And finally, please share this podcast with anyone you think might need it and enjoy it. So until next time, remember, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But we can give him an eviction notice. <laughs>